welcome to episode 01212 of Deep Dive, podcast for fulfilling career change. I'm your host, Zoe Baxter, and I'm a career coach specializing in helping women who feel trapped in their jobs to make that career change, leaving them feeling utterly fulfilled and fired up for their job on a Monday morning. In today's interview episode of the podcast, we will be talking to Christine Kropfos, and she is here to share with you the ways that she coped in the corporate world after moving from Norway to take up her position in corporate London, looking at SEO, search engine optimization. I'm so excited for you to hear all the amazing truths to help anyone that feel like they might be in a really high stress environment. Let's dive straight in. So where in the world are you today? Today I am in Prague in Czech Republic. Ooh, very nice. How's the weather there? (laughs) It's beautiful today. We have a couple of summer days left, I feel. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's not like that in Scotland. <laughs> it is no, rainy today. Can imagine. <laughs> oh man, I love that. I've got my cup of tea here, just trying to keep myself warm because winter is definitely yeah. coming in here. But I'm glad you have your summer coming in. Well, it's not coming in. It's definitely leaving. But I'm just hoping it will stay for at least a week more. Then I'll be happy. Yeah. Then I'm ready for autumn. I feel. Yeah. What's well, kind of like one of your daily habits that you that you couldn't go without? For now, I feel like my morning routines, I know probably a lot of people would say this, but I just feel like how I start my day and how I end my day has just such a big impact on how balanced I'm feeling. You know, like throughout the days, I just love having a small journaling session in the morning. That's like the most important thing for me, to be honest, in addition to like a workout or a tiny walk. And then in the evening, I'll do a small meditation, maybe a little bit of journaling again. Like those are kind of the things that I do that just gives me so much. It's ridiculous how much it gives me. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I can definitely relate to that for sure. I'm I'm curious, what kind of things do you journal? Do you have like a set topics that you journal on in certain points or do you just kind of go with the flow? I just go with the flow mostly. I mean, I do have a lot of journaling prompts that I love using, but overall, at least when I'm starting a day, I just love kind of writing through what is it that I've been planning for today? You know, what is it that I'm looking forward to? What is it that I need to look into or work on or whatnot? And then I always love doing that gratitude list, you know, 10 things that you're grateful for. That's also a staple. So that's what I'm doing on a daily basis, unless I really kind of have to work through something, you know? Yeah, I, I love doing, for me personally, I also really love doing gratitude journaling. Always have yeah. like at the end of the day, three good things and then write down yeah, my three good exactly. things <laughs> it's so powerful though it's great it is, it is. Yeah. like you you could have maybe 10 minutes where just something not quite right has gone and it kind of sets you off but you just bring it back yeah. to those those good things and you're like okay everything's okay everything is yeah fine <laughs> exactly exactly I love it so have you always had a morning routine no I mean I did start it probably when I started my job I think after uni maybe a little bit when I was studying for my master's um, but it was mostly when I kind of got into my 95 kind of got a bit more of a structured routine in my day mm. I just felt it was really necessary for me to just find some time for myself before I kind of stepped into into the office in the morning so yeah that's kind of where it came from 
Yeah, that's great. And you, you work nine to five, you're in the corporate world. I know you're not currently at Mm. the moment, but tell me, what was it that you did uh, in the corporate world? I was working. So I should probably say this, like I've been a person, like since I was a kid, I've always wanted to have this fancy career, you know, sit in this fancy office. Like that was always the thing that I was working towards. That was like my main aim for coming to London, to have this corporate job in London. Like that was a dream, speaking English. I'm Norwegian by the way for those of you who don't know (laughs) that was like the appeal so when I then was done with my master's and I got a job I started out with SEO so search engine optimization back in London yeah that's what I was doing I basically had my own clients around the world where I helped them rank the website in Google. So it was quite a technical job, but it was also quite uh, very much based on uh, your clients, you know, and handling your clients, so to speak. (laughs) (laughs) That's what the job consisted of. Yeah. How did you get into that role? Because I can imagine search engine optimization, I'm still trying to figure it out for my own business. It's not an easy Mm. thing to go through. Like you said, it's technical. How did you how did you get into that yourself? I mean, I have day at my job, I had an amazing group of people that I was working with who were so supportive, so helpful. I was, when I started that job, I was probably the least technical person on earth. So, you know, it was a lot of articles, a lot of tutorials, a lot of patience from the guys teaching me. And then after like maybe six months time, finally, I kind of felt like I started to get a bit more hang of it. But most of it, to be honest, I was thrown into the deep end a lot. I started getting clients very early on. So it was quite very challenging on many different levels, I would say. Yeah, I can imagine. And I'm glad that you had people that were really patient with you. And as you go through all of those tutorials to try and figure it out, Did you find anything in particular whilst you had that initial period of trying to figure everything out? Did you have a way that you coped with the uncertainty of the beginning stage? Mm, Oh, that's a great question. Well, I'm a very verbal person. I mean, I'm not a very closed off person. Like I will voice whatever it is I'm thinking about. So again, I had a very great group of guys teaching me. I say guys, I basically only worked with guys and Mm -hmm. in my office, it was only guys. So I would ask my manager, you know, I would be completely tired and broken down and teary and being like, you know, can I get fired? You know, like, (laughs) um, how can I do this? Does this go in the right direction? How am I doing? Is this okay? I was able to keep that communication going on such a great level, which I'm so grateful for from my managers at the time. So I kind of got a lot of validation, I would say, you know, and that validation guided me through those initial stages where you didn't have any confidence. You had no idea how you would do it. You didn't have any kind of parameters to even guide that off of, if that makes sense. So I would say, you know, just talking to my managers and hearing their opinions on the work that I was doing and and at the end of the day, you know, having been through it now and looking back, I can I can see very easily that the most important thing for people was that I was coming in with a yes mentality. You know, I wanted to learn. I wanted to work. I was a hard worker. I thought it was very interesting. It definitely was. Mm-hmm. It's been great knowledge to be bringing moving forward. Yeah, I, I would say that kind of communication, that was my best way of coping. Because yeah, it's stressful. It's stressful. Yeah, I can imagine. And it must have been really good to be able to get that validation. Was there any ever times that you had some criticism that you didn't know how to take? Or are you generally quite good at taking criticism? 
First of all, I think that I'm very good at taking criticism as long as it is without any emotions behind, so to speak, mm. as long as it's neutral. But I can't remember any time where I would get any criticism because I would definitely mess things up. I would make mistakes. But and I just feel like this is kind of a part of that validation from my from my managers was that I would never get criticized for that because they knew that I knew what I'd done wrong as long as they told me what it is that I had done wrong. So it wasn't like they would then kind of sit me down or give me a hard time or whatnot because they knew that I have learned from this and this is this is kind of just a part of their whole mentality of throwing me out into the deep end to begin with you know like they're like you will make mistakes and that's okay when we're talking then criticism is more like in the very beginning that I would send you know emails that I would send to my clients I would first send them to my manager to have a look at before I would send it out to the client to kind of have like an extra layer there but other than that it was very much of a positive kind of learning environment so to speak where everyone was just really respecting the fact that I was doing my best and I could see that I was doing my best mm-hmm. um, which I feel like is so important in a, in a work environment you know I, oh, for sure. I had a great time there yeah I can imagine that having that kind of mentality of I can do this I'm going to learn from this I'm going to make mistakes yeah. but I can ask for help yeah. and I can learn from that that's a huge shift to make in your own mindset mm. I find that it's not always um, natural to have going into a new workplace some people will find that they want to do really well they want to be perfect and impress their bosses so it's really amazing that you were able to have that mentality of I'm learning I'm going to make mistakes and I'm going to learn from that how was that always a natural thing for you no so this this was the hardest part because I was definitely that person who went into it wanting to be perfect right but then at the end of the day which the guys taught me was like if you are going to try to never make mistakes you will never learn or you will learn way slower and we haven't got time for that so we'll just throw you out and I remember my manager he said directly to me a couple of times he was like I expect for you to make mistakes it wasn't like I accept the fact that you will make mistakes it's okay if you do or you know something like that he was literally like I expect for you to make mistakes Mm -hmm. so get over yourself kind of and you know do your job to the best of your ability and when you are making mistakes when you are (laughs) not if (laughs) then we'll deal with it you know that's amazing that is so great to have have that environment and that possibility that room to make mistake it's it's such an important it's important thing to have whenever Mm. whenever we're doing anything we need that space to learn and like like your manager said at the time you learn so much quicker when you make mistakes Mm. you really do it sticks in your mind a lot more so that is so cool yeah and you learn more by doing rather than reading or just observing others you know so that's why they want you to start doing things as soon as possible but you're not necessarily finished training yet so you know yeah but it's, it's got a lot of perks for sure I love that. Did you ever have any colleagues that came from maybe a different corporate position where they didn't have that learning environment that maybe they didn't have that same supportive aspect of you're allowed to make mistakes? Did you ever witness that in any of your colleagues? No, I wouldn't say so. I mean, I did have a colleague who would be very similar to me who started couple of months after I did who had that same mentality of I need to be perfect and would kind of be stressed all the time because kind of you always felt like you were behind because it was a lot of clients to take care of but other than that I can't say that I saw it but I'm sure that that was the case you know we were very very 
close-knitted kind of group of people. We only had two offices, so it was a very small environment, I would say, in comparison to a lot of other corporate positions. But from what I saw, I can't say that I, I saw that a lot, but people kind of it seemed to be good. Mm, that's really good. There's definitely a mix of corporate positions that you could have and definitely depends yeah. on who your manager is. It's it's the same yeah. with any job, not just in a corporate yeah. position, but it yeah. really does depend on who is your manager and who you get to train under. What yeah. advice would you maybe have for someone who maybe doesn't have a manager who's supportive in their in their growth? I would say to remember that you are a human on the same level as everyone else. There's nothing different than you. There's nothing wrong about you. You're doing everything as best as you can. The most important thing is that you are showing your peers and your managers that you are doing your best and that you are willing to try. That's the most important thing. And I know from experience that 99.9% of managers in this world will acknowledge that and they will appreciate that. And so they Therefore, they will reward you for it. So if you happen to be under the less than 1% of people who, who wouldn't acknowledge that, then I would say be aware that most people would and take care of yourself. Be kind to yourself. Yeah, that, that's a huge thing. Just being kind to yourself. Yeah, because it gets quite masculine, doesn't it? Not masculine. That, that's kind of the wrong type of word, but it gets quite harsh sometimes, mm-hmm. is what I want to say, where it's very easy to be very hard on yourself because, you know, you think that everything needs to be so perfect and you get completely obsessed with this perfection mentality. Mm-hmm. But that's not how you progress in the corporate world in the long run, because if you want to succeed in the corporate world, you need to remember that this is a marathon and not a sprint. Exactly. And so by being able to finish that marathon, you need to be kind to yourself uh, during and on your way because otherwise you won't be able to cope in the end. Yeah, marathon, not a sprint. That's It's yeah. so true. Yeah. Because like, like you've already mentioned, it can be quite a stressful environment to be in. What are yeah, some of the definitely. things that you found most stressful in that position? For me, it was language and course. Those two combined, I would say. I was more or less used to speaking English at the time when I started working there. But, you know, you have to remember, I was 27 when I moved to the UK. So, you know, 27 years of your life where you've basically never spoken English, having to go to speak English all the time. So that was like one thing. And then having to speak English on calls with clients where then were extremely mm. afraid of saying something wrong or saying something the right way or even just giving off the impression that you didn't know what you were doing because your English wasn't that great. I remember that was definitely things that I would <laughs> I would think about a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. I, I remember for me that was an issue when I was in Peru as well. It, yeah, you almost don't want you, to yeah. come a, come across not professional. You know what you're exactly. doing. Yeah. But, yeah. How did you kind of because obviously you knew yourself you knew that you knew what you were doing you were worried about kind of the image that was portrayed because of the language how did Mm. you kind of get through that because I'm I'm sure that was a process that took time to kind of get used Mm. to engaging in English a lot how did you kind of overcome that hurdle oh that's a great question I mean in the beginning I would just force one of my managers to be on the calls with me uh, he would literally just sit next to me on the, on his phone, could not care less, but I was just completely adamant that he would sit there. <laughs> but it was just practice at the end of the day. Like that was the only thing. Just complaining to the guys, you know, like about how afraid I was, just kind of, again, voicing 
what was going on in my mind so that I wouldn't best and just practice. Just practice. I remember they would show me these YouTube videos about politicians who would, you know, respond to a question without actually responding. Mm, yeah. Because my biggest fear, <laughs> my biggest fear was that my clients would come up with a question that I didn't know the answer to or that I didn't know how to answer because of the language. So then they were like, well, clearly you know enough English to make up some other sentences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like this, this will be fine. You don't have to answer straight out. So it was definitely a process. These nerves ahead of a call, they were real. And just having these routines as well, you know, like mm-hmm. feeling like I had set aside enough time before each call to feel like I could prepare. Yeah. Um, in the very beginning, I would write scripts for mm-hmm. myself where I would literally just sit and read up from the scripts in the beginning to kind of give my presentation to the client and then obviously the rest had to be in the moment but still it just helped me so much to kind of know exactly what I would say so that if I'd already written it down it might sound a bit weird but at least mm-hmm. I would say it correctly and I would say it right you it know almost so, so yeah is that like icebreaker to kind of ease you into the call exactly and kind of hearing my clients that you know a lot of my clients weren't English either. Mm. A lot of them went. One of the very first clients I had was Dutch. It wasn't like all of my clients were English and then therefore they spoke perfect English, you know? So all of these things were really just things that were going on in my head because it didn't matter at the end of the day. My English was more than good enough. I can say that now to deal with these calls without anyone ever thinking twice about it. So but just having these routines in place, having enough time to prep and writing scripts if you want and just voicing your fears and worries just to kind of get it out Hmm. yeah it made such a big difference to me anyway so that's something that I would recommend if anyone else is working in a different language than what they (laughs) are used to speaking in for sure yeah yes for sure So if you could talk to your younger self, so the you that's about to move to the UK, you have this Mm. job in in London and in the corporate world, what piece of advice would you give your younger self on that career? On the career itself, how to do well, I I would say be yourself, show your personality. You don't Mm. have to be perfect, show your personality because at the end of the day, in the corporate world as well, people are people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. People, yeah, so people will respond to you the best if you are showing the fact that you are human. I'm not talking about messing everything up, but just showing them that you've got a human side, showing that in the office with your colleagues, showing that with your clients if you are in a similar position to mine where you have to deal mm. with clients. Because, so the business culture in not just Norway, but the whole of Scandinavia is not interested in personality in mm. business. It's very much that culture where if we're having a business call, then why talk about your children, you know, in the beginning of a call? Like, that's completely irrelevant. Let's just get to the point. Let's get on with it and let's jump off. That's the mentality in Scandinavia. So to kind of then come to the UK where it's a lot more personable, it's a lot more personalized. Mm -hmm. That was something that I kind of had to get used to. I was kind of aware of it, but to actually do it, it's two very different things. So I really really had to practice and it took me a long time before I felt at ease enough and confident enough to actually ask my clients about how was your day or how is your dog or you know these personal questions that people most people at least in the UK they appreciate getting it's normal let's talk about the weather let's talk about these things before we dive into business because that's just Mm -hmm. the polite and nice thing to do that was something that I wasn't aware of so to kind of let my personality then come in Mm -hmm. that would 
help me at least when it comes to clients for sure yeah it's really great to hear you had that space in the corporate world where you were able to make mistakes you you went in sort of with this yes mentality I'm going to make mistakes but I'm going to learn from that and kind of just mm. not being afraid to just be you and understand yeah. that people are people so it's been yeah. really great to hear that I don't think a lot of people get to hear that about the corporate world I feel like there's a mm. lot of conversations around office politics and how mm. the corporate world is like this you'll see it a lot like in TikTok videos as well like people mm. will speak in corporate and things like that and I'm sure there's definitely yeah. those aspects but it's been helpful to talk to you and remember that actually it's not just that in the corporate world no but actually you can find an environment that is really helpful in the growth that you are looking for definitely definitely and it's everything's got its ups and downs anyways like it doesn't matter what you're doing like obviously both you and me we became entrepreneurs and we got out of our job but that doesn't mean that corporate is all bad or that entrepreneurship is all good Mm -hmm. it's got its ups and downs with everything so it's all about what kind of personality do you have what do you enjoy doing what is it that you want and how will you get there how do you want to live your your life because you know there's tons of aspects to corporate that was amazing you know not to mention social life in corporate was in a whole different world than what it is to be an entrepreneur for instance yeah so you know what is important to you what do you want and just finding that right group of people to you exactly you know Yeah. yeah it's so important yeah Yeah, it all comes down to what are those important values for you? What is the lifestyle that you're wanting to build? What is what does your ideal career look like? Just kind of spending time reflecting that and trying Mm. out different things. So exactly, it's been really helpful to talk to you and hear your story with that with the corporate world. So thank you for coming along. Where can people find you? Of course. So people can find me on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most. I love being (laughs) on stories and also. So my handle is Christine Kirkfuss. It's my name. You can also find me on ChristineKirkfuss.com or you can search for me on YouTube where I've got my YouTube channel um, at Christine Kirkfuss as well. So yes, that's where we can hang out. And those are great videos, by the way. So definitely if you're you're into uh, business and mindset, that's definitely the place to go. I will leave those links in the show notes for people. So feel free to head to the show notes to to click on those links. And thanks, Christine. Thanks for coming along. This has been great. Yes, it has. Thank you so much for having me. This was lovely. I hope you've loved this podcast as much as I did. Christine's insight on how crucial it is to simply be yourself and understand that you are human has been valuable. Please check out the show notes to connect with Christine, who is a business and mindset coach for service-based entrepreneurs. She's been my coach and she is incredible in helping you get started and leveling up your business in a soul-aligned way. You'll find her website, Instagram handle, and fabulous YouTube channel in the notes. So go check her out. Thank you so much for deep diving with Christine and myself in this podcast today. It would mean the world if you could share this podcast on your socials tagging me at Zoe Baxter Coaching. It's of course been a pleasure coming to you with another episode. For now, I'll catch you in the next episode. This has been Deep Dive, podcast for fulfilling career change. And I've been your host, Zoe Baxter. Bye.